It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. This Lockdown Podcast is brought to you by Home Chef. Now that the novelty of the new year has dwindled down, how are your resolutions coming? One of mine was to order less, take out, cook more at home. But I'll be honest, I haven't been consistent. That is until I found Home Chef. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify the cooking experience and without robbing you of the joy of putting a dish together yourself. I'm Pescatarian, and they cater to a variety of dietary needs. I had this super refreshing ginger sesame salmon, a beautiful trout dish, and a super comforting shrimp and vegetable orzo dish, all of which took me less than 30 minutes to put together. For a limited time right now, Home Chef is offering all of our listeners 18 free meals, plus free shipping on your first box, and Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. On your Tuesday episode of Locked On Raptors, which teams in the Eastern Conference stand a chance of leapfrogging the Raptors compared to where they finished last year? Are the Raptors due for a jersey redesign? And there are some bench players who could take some jumps this season that could help the Raptors' cause. We get into all those questions and more in a mailbag edition of Locked On Raptors with Katie Heindel. Let's get to it. Oh, because when I shot, I expected to make it. So I don't shoot kind of miss. You are Locked On Raptors, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Lockdown Raptors, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. It is Tuesday, August the, oh God, I don't know what day Tuesday is going to be because we're recording this the previous Wednesday, Tuesday, August the 15th, I think. I'm your host, Sean Woodley. I've been covering the Toronto Raptors now for nine seasons on various platforms. You can find all my work over on Twitter at Woodley Sean. You can follow the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. And of course, you can join the Lockdown Raptors Discord server, a place where sickos hang out among sickos it is a great time uh lots of you know ongoing rumors and scuttlebutt and pascal siakam talk yesterday we got blue jays talk we got sports cards talk we got shoe talk if there's a thing you like to talk about with people on the internet we're talking about it in the lockdown raptors discord so come hang out link is in the description would love to see you in there uh shout out to our pal uh from spain who jumped in yesterday uh i forget the name of the person who jumped in because people use weird uh, handles on discord and I can never remember them, but that's fine. Uh, come bring your weird handle to Discord. We'll see there. Also, please subscribe, follow, rate, review on your favorite podcast apps for free each and every day. We're also on YouTube if you want to go see the video feed of the show every day as well. 
let's get to it. It's a mailbag, and uh, joining me is the lovely Katie Heindel from Dime, from Basketball Feelings, from staying up very late to cover the World Cup. Uh, Katie, how the hell are you? I'm good. I'm good. No longer staying up so, so late to cover the World Cup, which feels great. <laughs> Yeah, the, uh, the the big sporting events on the other side of the world oftentimes will uh, cause you to go a little crazy. I remember back in, like, what was it, 2014, I was still in university, so I had nothing going on, and the Olympics were in Russia, and we would stay up and just watch the Olympics all night and sleep during the day, and boy, oh boy, did no schoolwork get done, and did I feel like crap after two weeks. It was awful, but, uh, you know, shout out to... Mark McMorris, I guess. I don't know. Let's dive in, Katie, uh, <laughs> to today's mailbag questions. Uh, as we're running through your mailbag questions here, uh, we're recording this again last week uh, on Wednesday as I'm on vacation now, gallivanting throughout the West Coast. And uh, so, you know, if there's anything that's broken, if we're just sitting here talking and the Raptors have traded Pascal Siakam and we're not commenting on it, that's why. Don't worry. <laughs> we'll get something up. Our pal Nick Engstadt and Vivek Jacob are going to hop in if, in fact, there is some sort of big news. Uh, but for now, let's just do vacation mode mailbag, Katie. Let's bring up the first question. Um, and this one comes in from, I got to pull up my list of questions here. Uh, boy, oh boy, oh boy. I'm bad at this, aren't I? Uh, <laughs> Your vacation I had mode. the question and then it's I lost awesome. it. Here it is. This one's from Matt T in the Discord. What teams of the East could theoretically leapfrog the Raptors in the standings next season? Uh, I forget the standings from last season already, Katie, so I'm just going to pull it up as a little reminder and a little guide. So the Raptors, of course, finished 10th in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I guess 9th pure record-wise, but they got bumped down to 10th technically because of their play-in loss. Um, so we'll say 9th for the sake of this for record purposes. They finished one game ahead of the Chicago Bulls, who were 10th. The Indiana Pacers were 11th at 35-47. and 47. Same record as the Wizards at 35-47. and 47. The Magic, 34-48 and 48 down in 13th. The Hornets in 14th at 27-55. and 55. And the Detroit Pistons, 17-65. and 65. Rough year for the Detroit Pistons. Um, are they one of the teams that could leapfrog the Raptors here, Katie? Who do you got of this group of teams, Bulls, Pacers, Wizards, Magic, Hornets, Pistons? Who are you scared about making the leapfrog over the Raptors? Of course, there's not a lot of room for error for the Raptors if they want to get back into the top 10 and get into that juicy play-in game that everybody loves. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm the only person who likes it uh, and like wants to be in it, but that's another conversation for another day. Among those teams, Katie, who you got as a leapfrogger of the Raptors this year? Yeah, uh, it's like a biased pick that I don't think is a surprise because I believe I've said this before this summer, the Pistons. Uh, right. And then as, a, I guess, a more realistic or less <laughs> biased pick, probably the Pacers. Mm -hmm. Why? Let's go. Let's get into the Pacers. Why the Pacers? You don't want to talk about the Pistons? We'll talk about the Pistons. <laughs> I just told you they're going to leapfrog the Raptors. We'll get to your Pistons <laughs> in a second. But the Pacers, of course... Uh, they bring in Obi Toppin, mm -hmm. they have Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner, and they draft Jairus Walker, they sign Bruce Brown uh, to a big massive contract, great for Bruce Brown. Uh, is the Bruce Brown thing just enough for you, Katie? Or, and is like the the step forward taken by a Tyrese Halliburton in what, year five now? Like, Is that kind of the thing for you? Like, What, what is it that, uh, or I guess it's year four for Halliburton, mm -hmm. either way. What is the sort of reasoning for the Pacers being the team that you've circled here? Based on the shifts that the Raptors have made now in the offseason, I would have said the Pacers would have been enough even before those additions. Okay. But you kind of add all those guys you mentioned into the mix. And I just think they are a technically more 
They are technically more skilled team. Mm -hmm. I think they're a stronger team. They're a more cohesive team. They make more sense to me mm -hmm. <laughs> on mm -hmm. paper in terms of what they'll they they kind of look and feel of the team will be. It feels like um it feels like a slight deviation from like a late Mavs era Rick Carlisle team, but I like the deviation and the way that it's going in. I also like know there are improvements for like you talking about Miles Turner, haven't mentioned someone like TJ McConnell who I know has been working on his three-point shooting with Jenny mm -hmm. Busek. Um, and I think that's like something worth mentioning too. Uh, you mentioned Halliburton. I think Obi Topman is going to get a lot more <laughs> generous usage and not the kind of like break your bones down to dust <laughs> tips usage. I just think he'll generally have a bit more freedom on the floor. Mm -hmm. Um which I'm actually I'm really looking forward to. I like Obi Toppin quite a bit. I think mm -hmm. it will be cool to see him play like within another system. Um, Matherin also, I think is like a cool player to watch and see what he's going to be able to do this season. Mm -hmm. um, Halliburton, yes, I do think the leap could be there. Generally, like for for the Pacers team, I'm always kind of chasing that. I guess like 2014, 15 ish sure. Pacers team that was really fast. Super fun. I don't know that this team will be actually just like quick and as kind of frenetic, which again is a good thing. Um, but generally the concept of the Pacers makes a lot more sense to me than the concept of the Raptors as is, yeah. as we're talking about it right now. Um, so yeah, I think generally just like a more solid team. Obviously their win record last season leaves something to be desired. But again, with all these additions you make, I didn't even talk about Bruce Brown who's just mm -hmm. shown what he can do regardless of the minutes that you give him. And also is just this kind of like very, very valuable, almost like tightener. Like he can kind of finesse and fix all these little gaps, you know? And I don't mm -hmm. think even the Pacers have that many gaps now, but Bruce Brown will just be able to kind of come in there and keep thinking of all these like mechanic and be like grease the situation <laughs> but like he's Just walking so... in with his wrench in a rag ready to yeah. go yeah, yeah and like he he understands also his value now which i think it, not to say he didn't before but like coming off a title you know like it's just you, you, somebody's got an extra little bit of like pep in their step i think mm -hmm. so overall i just think this is going to be a really fun and exciting team to watch and even if you just want to talk about that not not standings they may be a more appealing watch to me. Oh, I don't uh, think that's yeah. even a question at the yeah. moment. We, okay, we don't know how Darko Ball is going to change things. But, yes. Uh, yeah, right now, the Pacers, you know, they notably like shoot threes and play fast offense and, and uh, have a lot of guards, which is something they're like the anti Raptors in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, sorry, carry on. No, I, that, I oh. think that's about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, just really looking forward to watching the Pacers play basketball. Yeah, I. I think the Pacers are going to be a really good test case of a theory that we've kind of kicked around on this show of fit and chemistry kind of being the decider between teams that are pretty talented because mm -hmm. most of the league is pretty talented right now. And the Raptors, I, I think if you were to sort of stack these rosters up one through ten, probably take the Raptors, like just in terms of overall upside and talent. I, I think like Jakob Pertle, Miles Turner is a very similar comp I, I think you know pascal siakam is still the best player on either team at this point um you know scotty barnes will see what he kind of ascends into i'd take halliburton over him right now um, but i think if you go through the rosters the raptors one through 10 one through 12 probably a little more talented but 
the Pacers just make a lot of sense, right? Like Miles Turner as a shooting big man creates a lot of space. He he makes it like just sort of the geometry of the floor make a lot more sense. It's a lot less cluttered for their guards. I think mm-hmm. um, Bruce Brown's going to slot in beautifully as like a backcourt partner to Halliburton, take some of the ball handling duties away, you know, and obviously can kind of work as a great cutter and three-point shooter off of that. Um, I do wonder about the youth and sort of the, like the second year challenge of kind of coming in with some level of expectation. I think the Pacers have some level of expectation, which they didn't last year. Mm-hmm. And as much as I like Ben Matherin and Obi Toppin and Jairus Walker and Andrew Nemhard, I'm not convinced that they're just like guaranteed going to be excellent in year two, because that's very hard to do. And I think Matherin we saw last year, really hot start, kind of petered out as the season went along and his playmaking leaves a lot to be desired. I, I think... It's going to be more of a sort of growing pain-filled season for the Pacers that maybe we're giving them credit for. But that said, the fit is so obvious with the, a lot of their best players that I could see that still kind of translating to a lot of wins. And it's worth noting that Tyrese Halliburton also missed a ton of time last year, which coincided with their slide down the standings as they were a playoff team for a big chunk of the year. So mm-hmm. I'm with you. I think the Pacers stand a pretty good chance because of that chemistry. Honestly, beyond that, I'm not really convinced. You know, we talked about the Pistons like we'll see i need to see Cade cunningham actually play before i believe anything about the pistons and maybe hey the the usa stuff he's doing right now is really impressive that's exciting but i'm not convinced i think the hornets are going to be abjectly terrible and i hope they're abjectly terrible considering who they're willingly employing on their roster um the wizards are going to be maybe the worst team in basketball and the magic actually Let's continue this conversation, Katie, because this is longer than one segment worth of mailbag questions. So shout out to you, Matt T. We will finish off addressing this question. We'll talk about the Magic. We'll talk about the Pistons. We'll talk about teams the Raptors can maybe jump in just a second. Before we do that, however, got to tell you about our good friends over at FanDuel, the number one sports book in all the land. Go check them out right now because football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get bonus bets every single time they win in the regular season. That's making a bet that's going to take care of you all season long. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get bonus bets for every single victory. And you can use those bonus bets on spreads, on player props, on over-unders, and and even more than that, all you got to do is pick that one team, ride them all the way through the season like I did with the Denver Nuggets last season. Picked them in September, was laughing all the way through the year. Wish I had this bonus bet thing going on for all their regular season wins because they had like 55 of them. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn right now to start earning bonus bets with America's number one sportsbook. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, the official sportsbook of LockedOn. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we continue on here with your first listen of the day, Katie Heindel, along as I think this might be a first in Toronto Raptors, or Locked Up Raptors history, not Toronto Raptors history, they'll answer <laughs> mailbag questions from the Discord, uh, this is like a first two-segment long mailbag question, uh, well done Matt T, pat on the back, um, let's pick it up where we left off. Let's talk about the Pistons, shall we? Um, again, 17 and 65 last year, your beloved Detroit Pistons, they, uh, you know, 
have a lot of young players. <laughs> they keep on being like, ah, oh, this is the year that things work out. And it hasn't quite happened yet. Um, you know, they got James Wiseman now. They've got Jalen Duran going to be one year older from being the youngest player in the NBA. They've got Asar Thompson, who looked awesome in Summer League. Um, we know Kate Cunningham's there. Beef Stew's back. Marcus Sasser, a nice draft pick. Like, they have talent. Mm-hmm. They're also a team full of children. Uh, it's a very young team, and that tends to not really lead to a lot of winning. Katie, what, what's the sort of, you squint and you see the, the vision here for the Pistons becoming a real heavy hitter in the Eastern Conference and potentially jumping the Raptors, who they won 24 fewer games than last year? I didn't say it would be a prolonged jump, but I could see <laughs> them going on a bit of a heater at some point in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we haven't even talked about the fact that they got Monty Williams this summer. Yes, that's and I one. think you've got, like you mentioned, yeah, it is an incredibly young team. Um, but I also think the oldest of the, the young players on that roster have been kind of primed and ready to make something of this team and themselves and kind of show up on the stage for years now. Like I do think I'm very heartened by what I've seen so far of Cade Cunningham, you know, even if Team USA leaves something to be desired. Um, Asar Thompson was amazing at Summer League. I like, I, I'm very like rooting always for Wiseman, but mm-hmm. I think within this team and under Money Williams, he could get the kind of attention and maybe development that he needs and deserves. So, you know, you have that kind of raw talent and lack of experience, but then I do think Monty Williams as a coach balances that out. Not completely, mm-hmm. but, you know, um, maybe three three quarters of the way there. So I don't know that they can sustain a leap mm-hmm. uh, because I do think just, like, experience and kind of steadiness will win out over, like, youthful exuberance and a bit of, like, a fiery run mm-hmm. uh, always. But I could see them getting hot for a little bit and i think they need it also like you mentioned they need like a month stretch where they play fun ball yeah and like i really think they're primed for it i know every year i'm like it's a pistons year but like (laughs) they're and every year i'm like they're not that bad of a team but this year like i think my fandom aside and just always rooting for the pistons um on paper they they are not a bad team Mm-hmm. The talent is there. I think it's just we haven't seen the way that it's all going to come together. And it's certainly quite raw. I think the thing I like about this team is the like complimentary veterans they have. Like mm-hmm. Boyan Bogdanovich is probably still their best player right now. And he's really good. Um, you know, you've got Alec Burks. He's, you know, very reliable. Does the whole thing. You got Joe Harris now. You got Monte Morris. Like, I, I think there is... Mm-hmm. At least like the sort of insurance of adults in the room, I suppose, to kind of help these guys along. You know, I don't know what they're doing with Marvin Bagley and Isaiah Stewart and James Wiseman all in the same front court. Like, we'll see how that all sorts itself out in the wash. But, uh, you know, they're they're a Cade Cunningham sort of delayed leap away from being a real team. And I I look forward to the Pistons being real again, man. I I (laughs) want like the Raptors Pistons games to be like juicy and fun and competitive in a way that maybe they haven't been the last couple seasons either because the Raptors have been better or because Dwayne Casey has owned the Raptors asses. Uh, Orlando, let's quickly hit on them because I don't think we're talking Washington or Charlotte here. Um, I know there's a lot of hype around Orlando. They finished the season as like a 500 squad after like a 4-20 and start or whatever. Um, They... You know, obviously, Franz Wagner is really, really good. Paolo Moncaro, the Rookie of the Year, he's got a lot of juice going for him. You've got Anthony Black in there now. Markel Fultz has figured things out to some degree. I still 
Don't really know here, Katie. I still feel like it's a weird roster with a sort of strange fit and a lack of shooting and creation. Um, but that said, they just kind of have like a lot of players who are pretty good and can kind of make it work. I, where are you at with the, with the Magic and their chances of making the jump? Because I feel like everybody's expecting them to jump over the Raptors, but mm-hmm. I still don't think I see that happening just yet. I think they could. I think they, you know, I've said this before, they remind me of the Cavs maybe three seasons ago. Mm. Um, or... When did they get Jared Allen? <laughs> Midway it's, through the it's hard to season? Keep, yeah, yeah. Season? yeah. So like three, if not two and a half seasons ago, um, you know, starting to get things together, maybe not quite ready to make the competitive leap yet, mm-hmm. um, but I think can make a leap just in terms of their own record, um, team progress, putting together a roster that feels more coherent more of the time Mm -hmm. again, like not as like unwieldy as the Pistons, but I could see them making a leap at some point in the season or maybe a couple points and then kind of lagging. But I think they will be a really fun team to Mm -hmm. watch. And again, I do think a team like the magic is sort of due for it. Political, political leanings of their ownership group aside, (laughs) 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 but everyone that you mentioned there's no reason why there is no reason like why this can't be the season that it all sort of comes together for them. But I'm always like the proof is in sustainability, right? Like that, Mm -hmm. that's sort of the ultimate proof. And of all the teams that we've talked about, I really only think the Pacers have that sustainable metric going for them. The thing with the magic that gets me is like, they have a lot of guards. Sure. Like Markel Fultz, Jalen Suggs, Cole Anthony, Anthony Black. I'm not sure any of their guards are like, lead a good NBA team good right now. And as much as Franz Wagner and Paolo Banquero are awesome, like they're going to need some sort of lead guarded title together. Maybe that's Anthony Black, but asking a rookie to do that, a rookie who has shooting issues coming out of college to do that is unfair of Anthony Black. And so, I don't know. Maybe Jalen Suggs figures it out. Maybe Markel Fultz kind of continues his sort of growth into this sort of weird in-between player. He doesn't really shoot threes, but he's got a lot of else go- other good stuff going for him. I don't think Cole Anthony's like amazing. He would be like the second best guard on the Raptors. Uh, so I can't really throw stones, but um, like they kind of have the similar concern for me mm-hmm. as the Raptors do, which is, yeah, lots of like fun playmaking forward talent, but who ties it all together? And I'm not sure any of their guards do that right now. And so I'll take the inertia of the Raptors finishing ahead of them right now, even with the loss of Fred Van Vliet. Um, is there a team, Katie? We'll just round out the second segment here and then we'll rattle through a couple of bonus questions in the back part of the segment or in the back segment. But um, is there a team you think the Raptors could jump? Uh, the Hawks seemingly got a little bit better and have Quinn Sider for a full season. I would mm-hmm. imagine they'll be better than 41 and 41, the same record as the Raptors. Uh, obviously, the Heat, we'll see what the hell happens with them. But if they don't pull off a Dame trade, I think maybe a bit of a step back is possible there just because of the guys they lost. Uh, the Bulls, the Raptors finished ahead of. I, the Bulls depress me. I don't really even like talking about the Bulls because the Lonzo thing just bums me out. The Nets feel like the team if they are going to jump somebody. Do you think the Raptors got the juice to jump the Brooklyn Nets, who finished 45 and 37 last year, were not very good after the Kevin Durant Kyrie Irving trades, and are going to be asking Mikael Bridges to just like be the guy, I guess, with a roster that's kind of weird and samey and deep in very okay players, but maybe not great players? Where are you at with the Nets and the Raptors' chances of jumping them? To me, the Nets are always the best when no one's paying attention to them, you know, (laughs) and when they're kind of left alone. And that thing with the Nets is like they've been left alone less in the past seasons than they have had this Mm -hmm. kind of attention on them because of who they've made huge, I don't know, like franchise forfeiting future 
Franchise future <laughs> forfeiting moves to sign. Say that five times fast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't like, I don't, I think Mikhail Bridges could be the guy for them, right? Like sometimes mm-hmm. the guy that the, a team has, it doesn't mean that like on the NBA scale, no, you might not consider that person there, but for that sure. team, like they are at that moment. Um, I think it will be close. It could be close between the Raptors and the Nets. I'd have to honestly, like, it's tough. It is very tough for me to picture Raptors basketball. Um, it, you know, it's like an amorphous blob. It's really hard. You're totally and then pit right. it against something like what are we? Doc Vaughn is a good coach, and he's shown that he can do a lot with disparate players, right? That don't mm-hmm. that don't seem to make sense, or it's just like, okay, this is who you've you have left now that like huge holes have been gouged out of your team, but you still managed to make it work. Right. Like I think that team's pretty scrappy. Um, They're pretty fast. They do have shooting. So if like Toronto's got to really put something together, they could do it. They could do it. I don't really see the heat. The heat will probably take a step back just because of the the role players that they lost. If they don't make the day move. Um, But I don't see the Raptors really jumping them as is. So the Nets might be the the kind of closest in reach. I think the Hawks, while I'm always a little bit dubious about the Hawks in terms of yeah, (laughs) like (laughs) their level of sameness, like consistently Mm. just being this sort of middle, middle of the pack team for two, three seasons now um, and not really seeing these leaps that they're supposed to make. Um, Quinn Snyder, of course, I'm (laughs) blanking every time I just think of his face. What a guy. Um, but no, I think <laughs> I think one full season of him at the helm there could really pick things up. Uh, it could hopefully spark something. He's a sparking kind of guy. So um, the team really does need like a defibrillator to the chest, and that's what Quinn Snyder provides. So mm-hmm. as um, uh, as someone in the Lockdown Raptors Discord said, I can't remember who. I apologize to whoever it is who I'm uh, not giving proper credit to this joke for. But someone said Quinn Snyder has a great history of winning lots of regular season games with overrated guards. Uh, and you know what? He does. Uh, <laughs> so, I, yeah, I'm expecting the Hawks to be pretty all right this year, even with the misgivings I have with that team and Trey Young as a player and all that stuff. We will come back on the other side, Katie. We have other mailbag questions. Matt T, too much time. Two segments worth of time devoted to your question. It's going to go to his head now. So we got to come back on the other side, get a couple of other questions in to round out the show. Before we do that, just a reminder, go check out Locked on Blue Jays with our pal Craig Ballard running through each and every day of Blue Jays action, Katie's favorite team and sport. Go Birds. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're working towards the playoffs right now. They are fighting off the Mariners for the wild card. They're chasing down the Rays and the Orioles. And Craig has you covered each and every day on your favorite podcast apps and on YouTube. Go check out Locked on Blue Jays. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. 
Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, Katie, let's get to a couple more questions. This one comes from Psychic asking, I've been hearing more and more people saying that they're tired of the Chevrons. Mm -hmm. More and more are saying it, Katie. What throwback would be the best to replace the current jerseys? My personal idea, my, my personal idea, we need to bring back pinstripes. Uh, Katie, no. I have... I have said a lot on this show over the last couple of years that the Raptors are desperately in need of a jersey redesign. I don't get the sense that we're getting it this year. Uh, it's long overdue. The jerseys right now stink. I really, really can't stand looking at them anymore. There's one good jersey in their repertoire, and it is the black with the pinstripes and the sort of non-chevron-chevron Chevron Raptors across the front. Uh, and frankly, I'd be fine if they adopted a version of that as their full-time jersey. But Katie, is there another sort of throwback option? Are we just at the point where they should just do the damn purple dinosaur again? Yeah, I mean, I'm always for that. Like, mm -hmm. that was my childhood era. So, mm -hmm. yeah, like, that's what I'm always going to lean toward. I don't mind, like, the curved raptor. Like, if they just kind of curve the text sure. rather than make it such, like, a abrupt chevron. I, too, am pretty tired of the chevrons. I think we're out of the We the North era. It feels a little bit like the vibe is very much like we printed too much of this T-shirt and we got to <laughs> stick with it until we give them all away. Honestly, that's mm -hmm. really what it feels like as someone who walks the tunnels of Scotiabank Arena just sees pallets and pallets of t-shirts and like old giveaways. Yes. Like I do think that's the case. Mm -hmm. um, and maybe, you know, that's not where MLSE wants to spend their money right now. But I do think if you don't want to do a total new redesign, then stop just doing these little tweaks and adjustments on mm -hmm. this, like we, the North Chevron, like, Oh, we added another Chevron or like we should, this Chevron's in shadow or something. Yeah. This like, Chevron has some artistic meaning. That's weird. yeah. We added a little really squiggle to this yeah. Chevron, like enough with that, bring back something that you already kind of have, right. The, the mm -hmm. bones for all oh, good pun. Um, Bone theme. This is like dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaur. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Bone pinstripes, just like a no. like a, like Will a dinosaur's have... vertebrae is the pinstripe. Don't they have that? Or no, it's like the zigzag up. pinstripe, which is very good, by the way. Halloween I think you're underrating the, the. I don't like a pinstripe. The pinstripe to me is like part of the worst. It, like I always think of the rockets, uh, like pinstripe jerseys. But those like are the best Raptors jerseys too. They had like the zigzag pinstripe on the, the original the, Raptors. Jerseys. I hate the pinstripe. Uh, I hate mm. any pinstripe jersey. So mm. I can't be with you there. But mm. yeah, man, like bring bring back the purple. You and I, huge fans of that living red. Uh, yeah. I like that. A part of me is even like I don't know if this is just pure like being so tired of the current situation. Like a part of me is, I don't mind that. Like, was it like late Bosch, early Amir Johnson era, mm -hmm. like Raptors uniform, which to sure. me was just like the most boring thing at the time. But now I'm like, why not? It's clean, <laughs> you know, pretty simple. With that like weird font that uh, I, I don't even know like what the name of the font was, like the very sort of skinny font. Yeah, uh, bring it yeah. back. <laughs> I am um, gonna make a de declaration on the podcast here, Katie. The 90s are in again. It's cool to wear stuff from the 90s. The, the You see what the youths are wearing out there, Katie? It's all baggy clothes and weird sweaters and 90s stuff, up and down. I think it's just time to go full board dinosaur jersey again. Mm -hmm. Everyone agrees it's the best jersey. It gets ranked as like the best jersey of all time on your random bleacher report lists all the time. And 
everyone is just like crazy whenever it comes back out and everyone buys them in giant buckets. It's a really, really good Jersey. I have the white Kyle Lowry throwback um, with the dinosaur. It looks fantastic. It's like the one basketball Jersey that I can wear and not look like a doofus in. Uh, Cause it's really good. I-, I think the purple is fantastic and you could even do like a black version of it with the mm-hmm. dinosaur on it and with red trim, you could do a full red version of it, which I think there exists some concept of concepts of out there. Bring back purple, bring back just the thing that everybody agrees is an excellent jersey. It's associated with a bad time in the franchise, I know, but it's well in the past. This is a championship franchise now. You can dip back into the well and go to those mid-90s jerseys, and I think everyone would be over the moon with it. Across the league, it wouldn't just be Raptors fans. You get to see the Raptor wearing that jersey again. Well, how What a thrill that would be. Uh, bring it back. I, I think it's time. And uh, those at MLSC who are definitely not listening to this, please take these words to heart. Um, let's get one last question in here, Katie. A quick one from our friend uh, Blue Steel in the Discord. Here we go. What Which bench player do you think is going to have the biggest, most noticeable improvement for the Raptors this season? Uh, so we're talking, we can go guys who were not on the team before as well. Jalen McDaniels, does he pop? you got Dennis Schroeder. You've got Precious Achua. You've got Malachi Flynn. Uh, you've got Christian Coloco. You've got Chris Boucher, who's now over 30, so maybe there's no leap coming there. Uh, who do you got? Bench guy who's going to take a jump. Is Precious the kind of stock answer here? Do you buy the Precious uh, sort of bounce back season? season uh where are you at with our bench guys who could take a jump here yeah i think i'm always rooting for precious achua to Mm -hmm. like i to me it's like it still makes a lot of sense where his kind of legs have happened you know they're Mm -hmm. not that mysterious to me so i don't know if saying like oh if he's gonna finally quote like finally make a jump makes that much sense because i think he's sort of due for one he has been sort of trending that way um i really question how he kind of stepped back under Nick Nurse now that we know just like how kind of disparate things were within the coaching staff uh, mm-hmm. last season. I mean, just in terms of someone I'd love to see play, assuming he is still on the team when the season starts, uh, Otto Porter Jr. <laughs> could be like to me, any like any playtime is an improvement. So that would be good. It's like a luxury that would be lovely to it get would be wonderful if he could play it would be amazing would love to he see some things yeah. so much would He's love good. to see him on the floor would love mm-hmm. to see him playing some minutes um kind of for the purpose i think that the team signed him for so probably like those two boucher i'm like boucher's to me like a steady state at this point you know yeah, which know is a good is. Yeah. like it's a good thing mm-hmm. and i don't mean that disparagingly at all it's like he is he's shown where he can be reliable and you know you know that mm-hmm. uh he's like a good and he's like a good bench guy so, mm-hmm. yeah, I guess uh, those two, those first two are my two. Yeah, Precious, I think it's a little underrated how weird his last season was and how abrupt and disjointed and interrupted it was. Mm-hmm. You know, he starts the season off and, you know, he's kind of getting limited play time. Nick Nurse is calling him out. His offense is not there whatsoever. Um, and that was bad, but also, you know, maybe Nick Nurse should have just kind of rid- ridden with him a little longer because they had seven good players at any given night. They could have used an eighth. Um, <laughs> God, I'm not going to miss the Nick Nurse experience at all. Holy, I'm coming to realize this more and more every single day. Um, but like, then he gets hurt and it's a bad injury. It totally derails him. He gets back and then in January, he looks 
really good and mm-hmm. kind of tapping back into maybe not with the same degree of three-point shooting, but tapping back into what made him successful in the 21-22 season. And then, yeah, Capertle comes in and the whole rotation gets mixed up and Nick Nurse keeps saying he's not a center while continually playing him as a center. Uh, and it just was kind of a, a lost season for him. The defense still plays and mm-hmm. the offensive bar is not that high to clear. I think there's a real chance he kind of has a bit of a bounce back this season. And, you know, I don't think he's going to be necessarily like a star, but a very good, you know, additional complimentary piece. Absolutely. I think that's still very much in the cards for him. And then the other guy is Christian Coloco. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's going to be in the rotation right away. I think maybe they'll roll Chris Boucher as like a small ball five, kind of just because they have a lot of dudes in that sort of front court glut at the moment. And he makes the most sense just to kind of stick out there as a backup to Yak. Um, but I think as the season goes along, we could see Coloco get more run. I think having Dennis Schroeder to play with in those second units will be valuable for him. And like he's never played with like a backup point guard before. Uh, and so I think um, that there's some real potential for Christian Coloco to kind of realize his really excellent backup big future which i think is kind of where he's going to slot in and i I think this could be a pretty good step forward for that this season for old christian coloco um with that katie we'll leave it there thank you to those who sent questions in if we didn't get to your question that you sent in on the discord today don't worry we've got multiple mailbags coming out over the course of the next couple weeks while i am on vacation so no worries there katie anything you want to promote for the good people out there before we get out of here uh no Basketball feelings. Oh, yes. basketball feelings. Thanks, John. Um, is actually it's still in. We're still in exits, but we are rounding the turn. the The finals are in sight. This is normal timing. This isn't taking longer. This the whole point of exits is it sees me through the off season. You gotta um, take time to think and reflect. It's yes. important. Yeah. Yes, but Jordan Liggins, the wonderful Jordan Liggins. Um, I, that one was just published last week on the Lakers. Uh, we've got the. Celtics up next with a Boo. rare duo duo guest writers. Ooh. Um, yeah, kind of like a therapy session for Celtics fans is what it worked out to. Yeah, so even if you are not crazy. a Celtics fan, <laughs> you may enjoy it just for the hubris involved. Uh, <laughs> and then, of course, the Heat and the Nuggets. So it's almost done. Uh, you can find that at basketballfeelings.com. Amazing. Everyone go check out Basketball Feelings. I'm a paid subscriber. It's worth it. Go do it. Uh, you can find Katie on Twitter at whatevs. You can find me on Twitter at WoodleySean. You can find the show on Instagram at Lockdown Raptors. You can find the show in the Discord. The link is in the description. Come hang out. Uh, it's a great time. And we're uh, you know helping you get through the offseason. We're playing hoop grids. We're doing all sorts of fun stuff in there. So please do that. And uh, we'll be back again on Thursday with another mailbag edition. A little vacation mail continues uh, as we uh, continue to kind of ride out the summer here and wait for some stuff to happen with that we will leave you there thank you so much and we will talk to you again soon bye bye hey prime members you can listen to this locked on podcast ad free on amazon music download the amazon music app today